I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. We're back from Boston, Albany, all these travels Julia and I have been on. How are you? Good, dude. How you doing? You holding up okay? I feel great. Yeah, what about you? I'm coming apart at the seams. <laughs> what uh what is to Who do I think I am? I don't know. You tell me, dude. I'm not who, this who guy. Are you? I'm not capable of this amount of activity. Mm. COVID suited me. <laughs> and then we all got restless and longed for constant activity, and I came out of it and now here I am about to collapse <laughs> not doing great mm. i keep waking up at uh, this morning i woke up at 220 220 that's not did you were you able to fall back asleep i had to go upstairs because when i wake up i lie around you know i toss and turn and i'm nervous about disturbing sierra's sleep and so after an hour of that i went upstairs and uh plopped down on the old couch mm-hmm and uh, just sort of thought about, I don't know, all kinds of weird nonsense for probably two hours. <laughs> Finally got back to sleep around four or five, just as the sun was starting to show itself. What a horrible that experience that is. It's not fun. Trying to fall back asleep as the, the light is coming on in the world. It's funny, like no matter what the circumstances are for seeing that happen, it's never good. Whether no. you, even if you're if you're fucked up, if you're sober, if you've been up and you see the sunrise, it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> unless three, you wake up three early. days in a row. This was the worst. Two twenty. Waking up at two twenty is nuts. It's like the witching hour. It's like a horror movie. You wake up at two twenty every night. Yeah, something scary is happening. But the 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 two nights before that, I slept till four, like clockwork. We're back to the same problem that I had at the beginning of COVID. So what I, are you thinking about? Is it because you can't? You're like thinking about stuff. Yeah, I'm stressed. And then you wake up and then the stress overwhelms you. Yeah, I under, yeah. It's as if it's my stress says, "Wait a minute. You can't be sleeping. We've got work to do. We've got stress to do." Mm. Come on, wake up. Let's get back into it. Yeah. Let's let's open the boxes of your mind. We've got so much to unpack. Yeah, yeah. And uh And we do. Which just, we do. And, and the weird part is I have no problem falling asleep. We go to bed at a good hour. I I wind down, I read my book. And then I wake up at four in the morning, two twenty, four, whatever it is. <laughs> Look at the clock. Just stre- that stresses me out, and I'm shattered throughout the day. I feel like I'm living in this half asleep, half awake dream world of delirium, <laughs> and it's not good. Waking life. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. That sucks. Like I find that when it's weird when I get into a mode where I can't fall asleep. I typically will wake up with energy even if I don't sleep a lot. Mm. Like, I don't know what it is. Like I'm having, I'm not sleeping a lot either, but it's like, it's, it's a, it's a good, good thing sort of somehow. False energy kind of. Yeah. Fumes yes. running on kind, the fumes. Kind of. It's yeah. almost like a manic bender. Sort yeah. Of. I feel quite manic right now. Yeah. It's not good. I do, but like, I, I gotta be honest. Have I been acting weird or anything? I don't think so. No, you've been fine. I think I've been. <laughs> You've been fine. Okay, good. No, just I, I haven't 
Last night I I did sleep though. So I didn't want to rub it in your face. Ugh. But leading <laughs> dude, leading up to <laughs> leading up to that, since Boston, I hadn't slept more than five hours in a night the the entirety of the time until last night. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but like, it's like Benjamin Franklin, but in a good way. Like I don't know, I, the Boston shows were fun. I had a fun weekend, and then yeah, let's talk about it. We will, we will. I've been nibbling my nails down to the nub. Um, so much, so nervous and stressed. Yeah, but dude, yesterday I hit like beast mode with the rack, and I did like a twelve-hour editing session. Damn. And now I'm like, basically, it's when this episode comes out, it'll be out in the in its entirety. Hawk, hawk, yes. YouTube, hawk, yes. Uh, YouTube, my YouTube channel, you can find it on my website, you'll be able to find it on my Instagram. That is the way that I would sort of, uh, I've intended for it to be watched. I'm going to start rolling out pieces of it on Instagram as well to try to get people to watch it. Uh, but if you want to watch it the real way, which I hope you all do watch on YouTube. Uh, mm. yeah. Fantastic. Well, we had a great time in Boston. Oh, we did, man. It was really fun. I just, it feels like it was months ago already. I know. I know. So much has happened between... We we, we we had such an experience and a lot of our live shows at City Winery were around the, the 24 hours that had had taken us into the live shows. So if what do you, you mean? So if you were there, what we're about to talk about might oh, yeah. sound familiar. Totally. But it was all new stuff. It was very uh, off the cuff. Um, I have two things that I want to tell you about because they work hand in hand. You know one of them, and you don't know the other. Okay, fun. Uh, and it will lead, <laughs> yeah, it will lead into it. I think what it will, is something I really want to talk to you about. Great, so great. the first is that on the way to LaGuardia Airport to fly to Boston to meet Julio to fly to Boston, I took an Uber. You know this story. Mm. Uh, the driver had a badge in his windowsill in his uh, uh, against his dashboard, right under the window, and I said, "Are you a police officer?" Because I'd never met a cop who had a side gig as an Uber driver. Yeah, same. Never have. And I thought, boy, that that probably seems like a conflict of interest. I just, you know, if somebody <laughs> does something illegal in your Uber, do you just turn around and say you're under arrest, <laughs> and then just drive them to the precinct, <laughs> um, like lock the door somehow? And he goes, "No, I'm a I'm a chaplain," and I wasn't that familiar with chaplains. I knew them in the sense of the military uh, that there were that there are chaplains in the military and like football too, right? Is that a chaplain or no? I think so. Yeah. Well, I think it's just a, a more broad term than I realized, which is that they're religious figures it's who like a traveling priests. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, exactly. Share <laughs> the word of the God and the gospel to different places. And he, I said, "Oh, are you in the military?" And he said, "No, no. You know, I go around to prisons and elderly homes and hospice places and." read the Bible and share Bible verses and all of that. Very and nice. uh, I thought, Oh, that sounds really nice. Um, and then because I had shown interest, he took that as a, an invitation to start. You were like God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, but, 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 but I, you ask child, yeah, I, there's an important thing I forgot, which is I said, are you doing this a lot now? Or, or, <laughs> you know, do you do that while you're driving for Uber? Because he said that he put the badge in the windowsill because when he parks his car to go do chaplain work, sometimes he doesn't have time to find a parking spot. And if he puts it in an illegal spot and a ticketing agent comes by, hate to see it, uh, they will look at the chaplain badge and sort of not give him a ticket a lot of the time. <laughs> I said, oh, are you doing that a lot right now? 
because I was like, are you, how do you balance that and, and Uber? You mean chaplaining? Chaplaining. Yeah. And he said, no, I haven't done it in a few years. <laughs> and I was like, well, then you're just using that chaplain badge as like a stolen God valor certificate to get out of parking tickets. And that to me feels feels like a sin to me, like buddy. A ticket to hell. Yeah, you you got <laughs> a chaplain badge good. to hell. That's your a ticket to hell. That's your ticket right there. <laughs> um, no, you know that's not good. But I didn't say that because you know who am I to judge? Now, very Christian of you, dude. The, <laughs> 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 the conversation evolves where he immediately now turns it on me and he says are you religious and i said no not really not particularly and he goes why not and i said well you know i tried it for a bit and uh just wasn't uh really my thing but i did take some of the broader teachings and i suppose i i try to apply them without crediting any certain religion for example i try to just lead my life in, in a good way and live on the path of righteousness or whatever and you know, I, I I've been trying to wave to people more lately. These kinds of things. I think I think God would smile down if if he saw me, even though he's not. He knows I'm not subscribing to his magazine. Let's say. Yeah. yeah you know what yes, I mean. Yeah. I canceled my subscription, but I continued to to live within his teachings, even though I'm not giving him credit. But that wasn't a good enough answer for this guy. You know, he he didn't like it. He didn't like that. And I thought that was a pretty good answer. Like I'm I'm mm. living along the way that you want you would want me to live, but I'm just choosing my own reasons for it. But don't mm. worry, we're we're walking side by side here, pal. <laughs> and he said, "Okay, well you know that those who do not recognize that uh the God, that God is our Lord will die among their sins." And I said, "That feels like a threat." <laughs> and he goes, no, no, you know, it's just the way things are. Did you know that Jesus <laughs> is? Like a threat. He goes, that's this is the next thing. His yeah. big thing. He goes, you know that Jesus is. And I said, go on. And he goes, no, that's it. That Jesus, Jesus is. Did you know that Jesus is? And I said, that's not enough of a sentence. <laughs> and he said that he he is. He he was, and he is. Did you know that? And I go again. I just feel like you're missing your 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 gerund here. You're missing your your adjective. You're missing your final part of speech. And as a grammar aficionado, I cannot abide. That's not enough of a lesson for me. You've you've got a major omission in your sentence there. And uh, he he kind of said he kind of gave me he's, he's giving me these vagisms. I don't I don't even know if anyone had ever asked him to finish that sentence right you can be like is, he is he was and he will be yeah see there that's good <laughs> julio had that's the third nice, time i've said that now yeah on two we're, live shows we're covering a little bit of, of of ground we've trodden before but it you know it bears repeating because uh this conversation in, in that i i didn't let him have that i didn't let him off the hook with just accepting this half-baked premise it started to get a little testy you know and and we're by the way we're in an uber to LaGuardia so I have no power do you know what I mean like he could just slow down yeah and all of a sudden I have to be like God you're right now I see it God is my savior he is 
gate he is. 35 terminal D. Please, Lord, I get us there, you know, on the wings of your angel. And um you know, but we we finally do pull up and I'm not I'm not budging and he's 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 judging me and I'm feeling a little defensive. I'm not by the way, I'm not trying to poke holes in his philosophy. Dude, God was judging you. Maybe he, he's simply a vessel. He may have been. <laughs> but this guy, this guy it, it became a battle of wits almost. And, you know, he's citing the Bible and I'm just like, well, I, I mean, you know, that's fine. But that I don't what you're saying is not even coming close to piquing my interests. Dude, weren't you just like, dude, aren't you on sabbatical? Yeah. <laughs> I well, thought you don't do this anymore. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> I wanted to point out the hypocrisy of his stupid badge and how he's getting out of parking tickets by using that. Yeah. Um, but I felt like that would have certainly caused him to take a wrong turn. And not worth it. I had to get there. I, you know, I was a little bit uh, barely on time. Plus, you were already waiting for me in the, the Delta Sky Lounge. I, I was. I, I wasn't like waiting for you. I was just. I was. Chilling. We had agreed to get to the airport early so that we could see what sort of lounge situation we had. <laughs> and we were going to hang in the lounge, and I didn't want to be late for our lounge date. So we finally pull up to the gate, and he says, he turns around, and he goes, "I'd like to continue this conversation. Can I have your cell phone number?" And I said, no, thank you. <laughs> and then I got out of the car and he said, have a good day. And I said, yep, you too. See you later. <laughs> and um, this is how these things go. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Well, what the what the fuck are we doing? What is that about? That was annoying. I'm in your Uber. Like, don't, don't, I'm not a target. I'm not your guy. Yeah. Was, I didn't, ex- I didn't show any openness to resubscribing to your thing you know and uh and yet it 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 got it got i left in a huff my feathers were ruffled (laughs) that the hairs on my neck stood on end guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. There was, what about the 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 next part? Okay, so this so is the I part. I wanted to make sure. I wasn't sure if you were going to. No, say this is the not. part you don't know. Oh, so so that happened, right? Mm-hmm. I told you about all of that, and you were. Why don't you tell us? No, I'm talking about the security when you went through security. Oh yeah, yeah, good point. All right, so then I go. I've got my TSA pre-check and my clear. It's a flex. You know, it's the point oh one percent of air travel, and. <laughs> <laughs> Which it doesn't have to be, by the way. Anyone can do this. You well, know? no, you, the pre-check thing is a little bit of a bitch to get these days. Is it? Yeah. It's really hard to get appointments. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm grandfathered because I got it ages ago. And then I added clear thanks to my Amex Platinum card. Free credit. <laughs> and you don't, I mean, you, honestly, I don't even want to I don't want to say something that has hints of terrorism. You can go through that security line naked 
as far as you they, they don't they don't do anything it's like being ushered to the front of a line at a fancy nightclub <laughs> here you go right this way don't even look at your ticket whatever so i go through i have my boots on alarm goes off all right go back take your boots off put them on the belt and go again oh oh god Ugh. these boots are difficult to lace they're they're you got to lace them way down to take them off and then you got to lace them way up again you know these are high lace terrible boots so i take them off i put them on the belt and then i go through again a different alarm goes off you've been randomly selected for a search and i i instantly thought ha well played god <laughs> well played lord this is you this is you wagging your Dikembe Mutombo finger <laughs> at me and saying, not today, don't question my ways, you know? Uh, and it, it made me think the Uber driver was right. And for the sake of, this, it was just an instant <laughs> Lord showing his, his power to me via airport screening hassles. And uh, not enough, by the way, to make me convert or to 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 drink the word of God completely again. But just it was so it was so instant, and I I had a just a very rueful smile on my face, <laughs> an, a, a begrudging respect for him. Dude, not to mention in our Uber when we arrived in Boston, there was one of those, those you know those things that like stick to the glass. There was one of them of Christ's head. Yes. On the back of the car as well. So Thorns and all. Thorns and all. All right. I know. Here's chapter two. Okay. And you're going to like this. I'm sure I will. Yesterday, I drove to Whole Foods to restock on our groceries. It was freezing yesterday. Yeah, it was. Brutal. Unseasonably cold. We thought we had turned a corner. So cold that I brought our planters of tulips inside. Because yeah, I didn't dude. want them to freeze and die, dude. I had already put the monk away for the se- for the season, and I had to reach back into that auxiliary closet to it's, pull it out. It's great that you mentioned monk. Sierra for my birthday gave me a very light monk, ooh, a nice light monkler sort of half sweater cardigan type deal, and I was so excited about it that I wore it without realizing it was not, not adequate for the temperature. So I'm wearing my my sort of uh sheer monkler i drive to whole foods i i'm this is the whole foods in in brooklyn where you can park in the parking lot i pull in eyeing a nice space but seconds before i'm about to pull into that space a couple an elderly couple that had the car directly next to the space comes into the space with their entirely full shopping cart and they open the doors and they start very slowly unloading their bags into <laughs> the thing. And I say to myself, this is, this is going very slowly. Now, it bears mentioning they were a, an Orthodox Jewish couple. He was wearing the wide-brimmed black hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had the, the prayer shawl with the little tassels poking out beneath his coat. I apologize for not knowing the term for that. Um, but this this has importance. So I promise this is not going in some weird anti-Semitic direction. Um, but they're they're old. They're in, they're must be in their probably 
late 70s, if not early 80s, which is why I think they were taking a long time to do this. So I say, okay, you know, I'm going to help them. So I, I, I leave my car directly pointing into this space in the middle of kind of the lane or whatever. And I get out of the car and it's still on. And I say, hey, let me help you. And they go, oh my gosh. And they're so touched by this act of kindness. And they've got all these, you know, gallon jugs of Poland spring water, which are like heavy. But but they're all loose. I mean, it must have been 20. I don't know if what they were stocking up for, if they're just abnormally thirsty people. Maybe it's all those, you know, unleavened crackers they eat. I, I, uh, maybe they, that's they a, came to the... <laughs> maybe that needs to go. But uh, no, I think it's fine. I, I stand by that. They eat a lot of matzo crackers, right? Which they, are make you very thirsty. I've had those crackers. That's a thirst-inducing cracker. I mean, they didn't know that they had come to the right reptile reservoir for fucking lift. <laughs> That's right. For lifting Poland Spring. They jugs. had the Python trainer uh, <laughs> at their disposal. So I'm lifting these things, and they're just sort of watching, and they're in awe. Um, and I'm I'm very nice about it, and you know they've got their their car's kind of full, so I'm I'm placing these bottles, these massive jugs of water on like this sort of armrests, and the, we have to find places, and they're sort of directing me. Why don't you put it right there? And I say, no problem. And we finish up. And by the way, it is abundantly clear that I am doing this for my own self-interest, right? It's not that abundantly clear to me. The car is feet away and it's still on. And I, I, they know I'm taking the parking space. It, it should be clear. I don't know, dude. I, I don't know that there's any reason why it can't be both. You're like, oh, I'm going to take this spot after I help these old people. Okay. Good point. To me. That's like, if I were them, I wouldn't necessarily sniff out that you were trying to get rid of me. So that we are all clear, I was doing this for my own self interest. Okay. This was not. I mean, dude, a... this has echoes of the Whole Foods bagging story. Yes. Yes, it does. But that was also intended to be passive. I was trying to teach that you were lady a lesson. To be passive aggressive. I wasn't trying to do this to this sweet elderly couple. Okay. I was just I was like, this'll go faster if I help them. Right. I'm I need to I need to move here. But but keep in mind, it's freezing. And so as I'm standing outside of the car, I'm getting colder and colder. And so I'm working faster and faster. I finish. I put the last bag, jug of water in their car. We close the door. Wipe the hands. <laughs> the man turns to me and he says, are you familiar with the eight books of Noam? I think it was either Noam or Noah. Could you look that up? The eight books of Noah or Noam? I'm not sure which one he said. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm not familiar. And he starts describing these, I guess they're universal like uh, lessons regardless. He, first, first he said, are you Jewish? And I said, I'm not. Uh, and he goes, well, then in that case, have a, have a great day. Um, wait, what? So after the Noah comment, then, then, then he, after he said, have a great day, he said, you know, then he stopped me again Oh, and said, are you familiar with the eight books of Noah? I, I gotta be honest. That's, this is so far really nice to me because there's something really irritating about when somebody asks you if you're Jewish and you say no, and then they stop talking to you. <laughs> because that happens on the street. Like it the, does happen they come on the up street. to you. Uh, the, there's the the mitzvah wagon 
And it's unclear to me exactly what they do because when I say I'm not Jewish, they don't talk to me anymore. Yeah. Uh, but there's something annoying about that. It's like, oh, I'm not good enough to talk to you. Right. Like, it, it has to do, I think, with if, if you, it's usually that happens to me when um, it's a Jewish holiday. Right. Yes. And then they have a gift for you if you if are. Jewish, I think which, a lot and, of the time. Right. And, and I understand that like, it doesn't apply to me if I'm not Jewish. That's fine. But there's just something annoying about exclusion. Doesn't it make you want to be Jewish? It just makes me annoyed. It's like, hmm. no matter what, if somebody comes up to you on the street, it just, you know what I've actually started doing? And this is like fucked up, but I'll say, yes, I am Jewish. And then I don't talk to them so that I get to win. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty, wow. It's, it's petty. That is all. Yeah. And also in a way, a, a stolen valor from you a little bit. What is just you're so, claiming the faith? No, it's like it's like oh, no, I, you're not going to talk to me if I'm not. And again, I get that it's not a big deal. They're perfectly nice, those people. But like, it's annoying. Like, why are you? Put, like, I I I do find it to be a very strange and personal question to be asked on the streets of New York. What you like? What your religion is? Well, yeah, I agree. It's I, I mean, it's, you know, I'm I'm on my way to a get a poke bowl, right? Uh, you know, don't don't ask me about my faith. Um. But I get sorry the, for interrupting. Yeah, no, that's okay. So he starts sort of walking me through these these things, uh, and I am so cold. <laughs> I'm so cold, uh, and I'm shivering now. And I'm trying to kind of <laughs> or, come on, come on. You know, I, I want. I need to get inside. I need to get get my grocery shopping done. But I can't stop this sweet old man from yeah, you can't. telling me about his favorite thing in the world, I assume. Yeah. so. It's probably going to be a good lesson that's yeah. worth listening to. Finally, he wraps up. I say, okay, I'll look into it. Thank you. And, uh, you know, he gets in his car and I get in my car. And I walked into the Whole Foods. And, you know, two very different religious experiences, interactions, within a very short, uh, you know, span of each other. Two different faiths. Judaism and Christianity. Both times I walked away with the feeling of, you know, no no good deed goes unpunished, basically. No good deed goes without opening the door to be kind of converted. Listen, or so but dude, nobody so fine, but the, that's the one beauty of Judaism is that they're not like trying to recruit you. Which is why that was almost that's such a nice interaction that this guy was like Oh, I have something nice to tell you from an old guy to a young guy. I get that he was old and clueless and you were freezing your ass off. But like, that's nice. That to me is, is like it, one of the big perks of Judaism as opposed to like getting flagged down by these people in the subway who know things about God. You're in the subway, dude. Yeah. You're working underground in the subway. You don't know anything. Are you sure that they're not trying to convert you to, uh, to, to convert? Yeah. That they're not trying to recruit you to convert? Pretty sure. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Judaism doesn't no. have any sort of uh, outreach or I don't think grow so. the ranks. I don't think so. Mission. No. Well, like like via marriage and stuff, but not, but not. They're in, not taking on new members. No, like like I think the new members come in the form of Jewish children that are birthed. Mm. Interesting. What? Eight books of Noah. What is it about? You got some kind of like quick summary because his was not quick. Here comes Ryan. They're not written by Noah. They're eight books. It's eight book series, uh, like Harry Potter. Of uh, that was seven historical eight stories and research about him. I can't really find anything about solid, Noah. but it's about Noah. I I'm not sure if, if he uh, had written anything. And correct us if we're wrong. But that's what I found. If you're a, a religious scholar, 
uh, hit us up. Would bro. love a, a quick spark notes, maybe of the eight books of Noah. Um, but I get, look, you know, the point is this, Julio. There is also a part of me that feels like I should hedge my bets, religious wise. Yeah, I there's a part of me that wants to do good deeds for people who are very clearly of all the of all the different faiths. So I'm I'm missing right now uh, a Muslim. I need to do something good for a Muslim this week to show no no you know prejudice or preference mm. i want to yeah, share share my iraq video dude that'll be fair that's a great point preaching the gospel yes of you know of showing how nice the people are over there but but <laughs> do you see what i'm saying because i don't know who of all of them is right and there oh, is right. a chance that one of them is right and the rest are wrong right and I need to make sure I've covered my bases. I want to have a little. It's like uh, investing in stocks. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I'd, I'd, I can't just put all right. my money into friggin' oil and gas. Right. You know, you got to do a little bit of green energies, apples. You know, tech, all of this, just in case <laughs> one prevails. One of them opens the kingdom to heaven, and the rest are going straight to hell so uh that's been my philosophy and i now want to spread my good deed seed among all the religions <laughs> that's, good, that's good evenly so do i like hinduism i'm gonna have to find some of them somewhere they have a lot and, of you know gods i don't know what they're looking help for help with but uh yeah thoughts. i said i think like well, i don't understand why we've made god and so human like the idea that like I'm gonna get I'm gonna be my judgment day will come and I'll be sitting there and like say I've just been like a perfectly good guy and God starts citing technicalities why I'm not allowed in I'm like I'm gonna be like are you serious God like what like what why like, right. I was a perfectly good guy like being a good guy isn't enough mm -hmm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. so like I think I, I don't know what I think but I do think that you hedging your bets for the different religions. I don't know if that's going to do much for you. Dude. You don't think? Not really. You don't think I'm I'm playing it safe? I'm, I'm touching every base? Do the religions say whether or not you're allowed to even be part of another religion? A lot of them say that we are the one true, that th there's one God one and God. but one God and all else are false. And Muhammad is his prophet. Idols. I don't know if right. that's true. I, I, I think most religions have a tenet of that. With that said, I think Judaism does recognize Jesus and, you know, the, there's... Is there it is all? A, aren't all the gods descendants of Abraham or something? There are cross Venn that's, diagrams. That's an important sections. person in all the major, like yeah. I uh, mean, they all they all believe that Jerusalem is the is a whole has a very holy purpose among all the religions. That's why. Have you been there? No, me either. I'd like to go. I'd like to go. Sounds fun. Um, that is sort of my uh, overarching stance right now. All right, guys, very excited to announce a new partnership. We got one. With an amazing men's basics brand. Yes. Rule of Threads. Rule of Threads. Really, really good stuff. They make amazing just essentials for that every guy needs at this point in 2022. All sorts of different t-shirts, joggers, Henleys. Joggers. V-necks. V-necks. Um, really, really great stuff. I've been wearing the pants a ton. I wore them during my ping pong victory. I wore them in Boston. Yeah, you wore them on the plane. And I wore them on the plane. Great thing. To, yeah, they're great. And like solid price point, really, really good stuff. 
really comfortable. And the guy, Christopher Hill, who started the company, he actually is like an ex-military guy. And then he started working as a photographer and sort of like, I'm pretty impressed by this guy. You can tell he's like applying his like military work ethic into yeah. the fashion world. Really makes it seems me like the company's doing really well. Realize how much better my life would be if I had been in the military. <laughs> my too, man. Um, so lots of incredible, cool, awesome, really well fitting, very flattering menswear. We love it. We wear it a lot. Um, Rule of Threads. Yeah, I'm wearing one of the Henley tees right now. Ruleofthreads.com. Promo code OOPS20 will get you 20% off your order. Um, Go check it out. You're going to love it. This is great if you're trying to stock yourself up. Ladies, if you're trying to get your guy a good gift, you don't know, know what to get him. Uh, basics are always a safe play. Uh, so check out ruleofthreads.com. Yeah. 20. Guys, really quick. This is not. This is, a, this is a brand where you can just go hog wild on your first order. You don't have to just dip a toe. Okay? Yeah. You got to just trust us. You're going to be back for more. Yeah. So go hog wild. Go hard. Now, <laughs> I'm going to do a quick pivot. Okay. I realize I've been dominating here, so I apologize. But I have one last thought for you. Okay, I've watched two documentaries recently about uh, fraud frauds. Mm. You know, the Tinder swindler. Did you see it? No. And Bad Vegan. How are they? Well, I very interesting. Uh, Bad Vegan's a four parter that does get a little long. But it was very interesting to me because I ate at the restaurant in what 2012. Restaurant? Pure Food and Wine. Where is that? It's in right there? near the stand. It was oh, on Irving Place. Like oh, I went Street. there too. Really? That's it, the, it was the, the raw food place. Yeah. You ate there? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Wait till you see this. Then you should watch it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to. That's fucked up. It is crazy what happened. Damn. Okay. But from these two documentaries, um, I have basically realized that I from a financial standpoint, would have been far better suited. For fraud? Uh, yeah, <laughs> basically duping independent and, and strong-minded young women into giving me large amounts of money. I, I'd be much more successful at that than, than making money from comedy. That's for sure. <laughs> but dude, that never ends well. And the problem with crime in that capacity, if you get too good at it, you end up, you, you're going to get caught. And then you have no incentive to, to, to get better. Maybe. Because you're going to go to jail. But dude, the, the, let me tell you something. You don't get away with it for your whole life. I'm not. I'm not. You never do. I don't think I'm giving away too much here about Bad Vegan when I say that the woman was the head of the pure food and wine business. Super successful. She's a pen grad. Went to Wharton. Right? Brilliant, brilliant, visionary chef, restaurateur, cookbooks, celebrity, all the works. Right? Mm-hmm. She is conned by a guy who is funneling her money to spend hours playing slot machines. This is a degenerate loser. The imbalance of intelligence. Dude, that's that, that's ridiculous. He clearly was smart enough to scam her just because he was a degenerate gambler. But this is my smart. point. I'm so it doesn't much... matter if he went to Penn or didn't go to Penn. Like, he's smart, clearly. If he's able to do do that, I'm I'm just saying that I'm smarter than he is, so I would have been able to do it better than he did. What? Well, dude, you maybe no offense, maybe you're giving yourself too much credit. This guy sounds like he's pretty fucking smart. Well, at least he could potentially go toe to toe with you. I wonder. And by the way, I realize that these frauds, these scams, can go in both directions. I realize that women women can dupe men. Oh right, men can dupe women. I'm not saying that it's just women. I'm just saying that for my case. 
I would probably maybe maybe I would have I don't know maybe I would have been an, a, a gay duper. But the point is, uh, I think that using my intelligence and and everything I have going for me, I would have been able to secure vast sums of money from her from specifically gullible people. I just just whoever these 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 people are mm. that are that are falling for these scams. And you know, it it occurred to me that. People are often throwing around the term gaslighting a lot these days. Mm. That's very in vogue right now. It's a big one. That's a that's a trending word in the in the zeitgeist. And that term gets thrown around as a an accusation. Like uh oh, I dated this guy and he would he would gaslight me all the time. You know, one time I got accused of it. And uh as if the person doing the gaslighting is a is a a villain. How could they? What what kind of monster gaslights somebody? It's like, well, you know, there's a pretty simple cure for gaslighting, which is uh, don't believe it. Don't let it happen. Right. Like, think your way through it. Use your brain to armor yourself against these preposterous lies that people are using to make you disbelieve your own reality. But the, the, that is the problem, that no intelligent defense can necessarily do anything to somebody who's gaslighting you. If you're like, I'm not doing that. They're like, yes, you are. And you're like, well, here's proof that I'm not. And they're like, okay, well, you are. Yeah, but so stick, to your, stick to your guns and then say this person is ridiculous. Believe me, my, 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 what I was going to say is that for the first 12 or 13 years of my life, I would, I would get gaslit all the time. But we didn't call it gaslighting. We called it church. <laughs> that's what that was <laughs> which i left because i was like this is gas i don't believe this you're making me doubt my own reality you're telling me that you know my world and everything i've seen and believe in is is being is being controlled or manipulated by by higher power whatever these are the these are the things like eh, i'm not really into it sorry i'm leaving before you can take a lot of my money <laughs> doesn't that parallel work for you Kind of. No? I, as a kid, I just, like, in the only church, my church experiences were, like, purely, the, all they did was talk in metaphors. Yeah. So I had no fucking idea what was going on. That's what these scammers are doing, enough. too. But it is interesting. It is an interesting point. Like, just arguing that, like, the, some of the organized religions are pe- giant, like, pyramid schemes. Yeah, they're, they're gaslighters. <laughs> they're just, and by the way, they are often lighting gas stuff. Lamps, candles, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's, there, there's, you could take it literally. You could take it figuratively. You know, I guess uh, I guess my point is I either should have gone into the the, the become a man of the cloth or uh, a my own Tinder swindler. Well, dude, I don't know that you like it sounds like you maybe don't have the backbone for it, dude. It sounds like you would get too. You'd be waking up at 4 a.m. every day. Yeah. When you're in the midst of fraud. You you're probably I mean? right. Like there's a there's a sort of like. I don't know what it is with those kind of with like fraudsters. Some of them seem to just like believe it or something. Like like Elizabeth Holmes, sort of. You're like, did she like just believe it, sort of? Yes, it's kind of unclear. And then I, I think she, I think she believed that the success of a company was more important than the viability of the company, mm-hmm. of its you know science or whatever. And kind of thinking that eventually I'll I'll be able to figure out how to make it work, yeah. kind of thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Versus just like the pure heartless, cold hearted scammer who doesn't care about anybody. Yeah, which you know. I don't know. Yeah, but but what she did was really bad too. A hundred percent, because she was testing on real patients, right? And, no, and it, trying it was, to it was bad for sure. Know, yeah, but like, but the 
did the patient like did anything bad happen to them though like i haven't gotten that far yet i don't and even I can't, know but i can't I, remember from listening to the podcast but it was just like i mean I, I watched the documentary and it was funny how much of a joke that machine was i know and how it just did nothing yeah <laughs> which is crazy yeah uh, but, yeah yeah i mean it's nothing. not far off from basically raising a ton of money and saying to people like i have a vision for creating a time machine <laughs> and right. then hiring a bunch of brilliant scientists and saying like all right guys yeah hustle yeah. up and they're like we're gonna need more time and then you're like well that's the whole point of the machine yeah you know <laughs> yeah yeah i don't care if it works now <laughs> right but <laughs> by the time we have figured it out we'll just come back to this moment and fix it <laughs> and then that's you go to good. market too soon that's really funny that's really funny. Uh, okay, um, that, yeah. those are all the thoughts that I had I had coming into the podcast today. It made a lot of sense in my head. I wonder if people at home are very turned off right now. <laughs> it's possible. By what by what part? Me saying that I think I would have done better by being a, a, a scammer, a con artist, ruining lives. I think that there are <laughs> other things that we've talked about that would be much higher yeah, on people's and, list and linking that and making that analogous to, to religious beliefs yeah i mean i don't know dude you know, you know i guess we'll see yeah we'll see we'll hear from these people um but dude we did have a good time in boston <laughs> you know and god smiled upon us as we sat in the front row of the game what a Ooh. great game and this is the thing too like francis and i bet on the game and betting on a game just makes the way that you watch the game a little different, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So like while when you go to a game, you usually hope for a close game so that it's fun. But when you're betting, you're hoping for like a very big lead early so you can kind of relax. And the Celtics went up 20 in like eight seconds. Yeah. They, it was a joke. Yeah. Like, like garbage time began at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. We saw a lot of players <laughs> that we weren't sure if they were like coaches or players or water boys. I mean, suiting up Celtics players. I'd never even heard of. <laughs> we're on the yeah, court for seriously. a lot of the game it was great gee i'm wearing my bird dogs the best dude i've got my pants on right now it's coming into springtime they've got the built-in underwear liner so they move with me and it's amazing too because it's it's like a, a pant it's a real pant it is a pant but it's it's nice and breathable it's got that nice dressy or not dressy but like distinguished look yeah. without uh without being uncomfortable which is such a rare thing to find in a pant totally it has like the vibe of the pant that you wear when you're on at like a fancy resort mm. and you're going to dinner Bingo. That night at the resort it's a good call you know yeah hell yeah uh and we highly encourage that any of you listening should pick up a pair of their incredible pants they've also got joggers and they've got shorts that are unbelievable uh we love the uh the bird dog shorts with their built-in underwear liners, you should get some of those for the guy in your life. Or if you are a guy, get some for yourself as well. And not to mention that when you use promo code BANANA, they will also provide to you a whizzing football. <laughs> not my best, but you get the idea. It's coming at you. It's coming at you. Uh, so yeah, use promo code BANANA. And if they, they tend to sometimes just change up what it is that you get with your order. Yep. And we're always curious to find out what they are. So when you guys send us pictures with updates... We really appreciate it. They will also ship pretty much anywhere on earth, I'm, I'm assuming, mm -hmm. uh, from the fact that our Saudi brothers out there are ordering quite a few of the Bird Dogs products. Bingo. Uh, so, birddogs.com, promo code banana. Yeah. I, I have a piece of advice, by the way. If you're going to go to a game and you want to bet on it, um, unless the spread is super, super, you know, crazy, uh, 
you should take the money line because that allows you to still root for your team to win <clears throat> where yeah. even if they even if they didn't cover like I went to the Nets game with Sierra and we I took the spread against the Knicks I think it was four and a half the Nets won by three <laughs> right. thrilling game I walked out that. disappointed yeah because my team hadn't covered totally even though we got to witness an amazing game and if I'd bet the money line I would have been thrilled yeah so we bet the money line with the Celtics yeah and it went well, it went well I mean it was us. never in doubt had a bunch of cock, cocker spaniels a lot of cocker spaniels uh, shout out to Bernadette at the bar. Yeah, girl. Yes. Um, yeah, she was she was pouring with a heavy hand. Yeah. And I said to her, I said, I've seen the way that you're pouring those drinks. And she goes, shh, don't yeah. you get me in trouble now. <laughs> and I liked her. She had some spunk. Bless her heart. There was a there was a table in th- at the bar where they were uh, like giving free tequila out and also like te- telling you about a private jet time chair company. Yes. Yes. This yes. is pretty fun. They had a bottle, a, a very elegant, long-necked bottle of tequila, which was their sort of siren song that was calling <laughs> us in. And we realized pretty quickly that the, we, for some reason, we, because we had courtside seats, we thought maybe, I thought that the cocktails would be free in this lounge. Alas, they were not. And so in the interest of getting more bang for our buck, we went over to this free tequila table. <laughs> promotional table that had this tequila and you know was selling timeshares on private jets basically by a card that has 25 hours of air travel i see what they were doing with the logic there they're like oh we'll woo you in with the tequila and then there'll be people here with money and they'll sign up for a jet thing i just don't think it works out like yeah like i'm like oh free yeah like uh, clearly i'm not signing up how many how many people who can afford to fly on a private jet are seduced by one free shot of tequila (laughs) exactly do you know what i mean there's a big gulf between that you know what i mean so um but we sure enough got suckered right in uh i say that i feel like we won you know yeah because we went over and they had these shots of tequila so we had to pretend to be interested in private interested in private air travel um and hear their spiel while they poured us these tequila shots and then i turned quietly to the guy and said uh is this you know do we shoot this or do you and he goes no, no he's just sipping sipping tequila and as he was saying that i turned and watched julio just empty it down his <laughs> pelican gullet like a fr- big old fish sliding down that and i started laughing <laughs> Because I was like, and you're supposed to sip it, you cretin. It was funny. I was like, I took it gracefully, dude. I didn't like fucking rip the shot glass on the table. No, you're right. I did feel subconscious. That was funny. You didn't plug your nose and shoot it (laughs) and then ask for a line of salt or something. So then Francis, uh, Francis sort of like undersold his like private jet experience. He's like, you know, we're the last guys who should be at this table. And I think the guy working the table like didn't take that as well as you had hoped well i thought that by being (laughs) humble you know i could almost win him over to give us another shot of tequila (laughs) like like he you know maybe he feels bad oh but you at least you guys are fun and you're honest here have another drink some more here kid take a little more take one for the road so then once francis did that he's like okay this guy like i need this guy to know that i actually have a lot of private jet experience 
I, like, what, I is that did, the Hawker 940? Yeah, they were like this. They had a little <laughs> model plane on the table, and the woman was like, "Well, this here is a Hawker." And I said, oh, "Well, I've actually been on a Hawker 900 before." <laughs> and she, they were like, "Oh, okay, okay." Uh, yeah, we were wrong about these two. Yeah, yeah, but you know, we had a we had a blast. And then the, the last piece of the story is we we were walking down the tunnel like we played for the team. This is great. And we saw a guy with a very very high tech long lensed camera and a press badge and i turned and i said uh are you a photographer and he was like mm, mm-hmm <laughs> sure i am and i said do you work for the team And he goes yeah i'm the official photographer for the boston celtics and i said okay here's the deal we're sitting courtside is there any chance that you could take a photo of us as though we did not know that you were taking <laughs> A photo of us <laughs> and he laughed and said absolutely uh you crushed that dude. where are you sitting and that's how we got those super sick celebrity type shots <laughs> that you get of celebrities sitting courtside and i have to say i was very self-conscious every time the ball came down to our end i knew the guy might have his camera on us that's so funny. So I kept saying like, okay, Julia, let's pretend like we told a joke. Let's laugh now. Laugh now. He's headed. He's, he's, our, he's, he's looking our way, you know, and um, ba- the guy's name was Babs. Shout his out name Babs. was Babs. Dude, Shout out Babs. Was amazing too, because he had, he had taken a few photos and he emailed them to you. And then we saw them. They were sick. And we were kind of like, wow, this is great. And then he just kept coming up to us and being like, like you could see him thinking he'd be like, oh, I got it. And yeah. he would just keep taking more. He like went way above and beyond the call. Went above and beyond. He he would at timeouts and stuff. He would like walk down to the other side of the court and check in with us. He even got one right close up, you know, just us. Dude, then it was also funny too. If you hadn't pitched it the way that you did, if you had just said, "Could you just take? Could you take some pictures of us?" He probably would have been like, "Fuck off." But the fact that you were honest and like it was very funny. You're yeah. like, we want to look cool. That's that's what I was <laughs> trying to do with the whole tequila thing too. You know, yeah, I was just was laying all of our cards on the table. <laughs> I was laying them on the table, not lying them on the table. And I I said, this is who we are. I'm being totally honest. This is the experience I want. If you can facilitate it, great. If we're if not, if we're stepping out of line, this is the whole ask for p- forgiveness, not permission situation. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Is that right? Uh, I, I don't know that it applies to the to, overstepping. To the overstepping. Asking, asking, you know, we talked about this in the agreed uh, with the the photographer, but situation. maybe not the tequila. The tequila, I, but, but whatever. But yes, it's like, you know, you're kind of like, oh, is this embarrassing? Like, yeah, who, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? You know? Is correct. And it worked out. We got who some gives nice a shit? Picks. We got the whole shebang, and then of course the crowds at, at City Winery were phenomenal, dude. We got so there's some miscommunication, and they accidentally sold two parallel shows for us at the same time yeah so they had to like reorganize the layout of the room they had to pack everyone in so there were three sold out shows we sold three apparently we sold out three shows for the for the time slots of two yeah and uh that meant that the first show was absolutely electric and then the second show it felt like it was half empty. <laughs> you know? I didn't, didn't feel that way to me no it was they fine it was fine but just but, the layout was different it was a cabaret style correct yeah and we had a blast, uh, and and thank you, Boston. We're gonna bring our Oops the Pod- podcast live show to a to a city near you at some point soon. So let us know if you want to come. Super fun, yeah, dude. You know me. 
I love playing my Switchcraft on the train. I do know you. You do. It's a great game. Love searching all around Pendle Hill and the surrounding town as Bailey, trying to get to the bottom of what happened to our dear friend and see if it was her fault, if it was one of the professor's fault. It's just a classic whodunit tale. and It's mm. a lot of fun. You might be wondering, the entire game is that? No, it's a match <laughs> three game where every time you beat a level, you're given credits that allow you to continue along in the graphic novel, uh, which is really interesting. It's super spicy. There's a lot of, uh, you know, I guess canoodling happening. Mm. A lot of people having crushes on each other and all of a sudden out of nowhere, you're like, oh, wow, they have a thing too. And it's just like, it's awesome. Spicy. Yeah. You love know, that. Like love the little spice. Gossip girl. You called it the euphoria with witches, which I thought was really intriguing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's actually true. Mm. Uh, great game. A lot of fun. Really think you'll enjoy playing it. I love the kind of weaving in and out. And one week you think one person did it. The other week you think somebody else did it. Uh, it's super interesting and fun. And it's a nice way to kill some time. So uh, go, download Switch, uh, go download Switchcraft for free and unlock the magical mystery. So, dude, at some point during that, at some point during that weekend, I get a te- I get a message from a listener who works in I think in beverage distribution. I don't know what I honestly don't know what he does, but he's sort of been like, oh, dude, I maybe can get you bad bunny tickets. He's like, cool. So anyway, he hits me up <laughs> and he's like, dude, uh, so bad bunny part of his like Corona thing. We did some like contest where people win a FaceTime call with bad bunny. Oh my God. And he's like, so I put you, he's like, I've like run the thing. So I like put you in it. I don't, he maybe, I don't know if he'll get in trouble for that. So maybe we should bleep out his name. Um, I'm sure it's fine. But anyway, so he just like puts me into this. Yeah. Don't say his name, but just know that it's the guy who ran the Corona <laughs> <laughs> integration with bad bunny. <laughs> I'm entered into the sweepstakes. Um, and now he's like, you have a call tomorrow with bad bunny at 3 13 PM. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I get an email confirmation about it, whatever. It's like a part in this app or, or whatever. And I'm sitting there and I'm kind of waiting. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I was like nervous. Yeah. And at one point I was like, do I even want to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, this is weird. You know what I mean? Like, he probably doesn't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm just some like, this is, I'm making something, I'm making this guy's life about me. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess you could argue there is some kind of exchange in that he needs listeners, but he has so many that like, it just doesn't matter. I don't know. This is my inner dialogue. Listen, I think he probably he probably gets paid very handsomely by Corona, and doing a a series of one minute Facetime calls with fans for twenty minutes for is 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 yeah, it's good. But I mean, dude, the guy paid me two million dollars, and that was part of the deal. Yeah, I think you would bitch about it if you were doing an arena tour. You'd be like, I'm so tired. I don't feel like doing this. I probably wouldn't feel like doing it, but it's just. That's you just what you. That's where your contract. That's their cameo. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And really quick, professional golfers, when they have massive endorsement deals with like AT and T or whatever it is, a thing that they have to do part of their contracts is go play around with people with like high uh, bidders oh of God. those companies, massive shareholders, which is four hours. That's bro. terrible. That's a much bigger. That's worse. It's way worse. You could get somebody who just sucks that's bad their personality sucks jordan speed they have to do this shit that's like plenty of time to be like let me put you in contact with them yeah, to get away yeah. from me let me get your cell phone number okay good all good points yeah so uh dude how'd it go my time's about to come up i'm like the next in the queue i all of a sudden i just get a phone call and this is ridiculous because this but it just says bad bunny is facetiming you 
which like obviously wouldn't come up as that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But it was like, all right, click like answer. And now here I am talking to bad money. Dude. <laughs> and he had like a mask on, which was like, I wonder if that was his way of like kind of being defiant mm. to the thing he had to do. But like, it was very obviously him, uh, had these like long ass fingernails and he starts speaking to me in Spanish. And I'm like, dude, sorry. Like I literally don't speak Spanish uh, at all. And <laughs> but you know all the words to his songs in Spanish. I know, which I didn't say, which like I should I like I this is to your point. Like I should have said that. But it just felt like being it felt like I was being extra and that he would like make fun of me because like people all do that to him or something. I know. You're in your head. I totally. So anyway, I didn't bring that up. But it still was memorable because this is what happened. Then he goes, "Oh," and he was like, I only like speak Spanish in Spanish. I could like understand that that's what he had said. I know that he speaks English because I've seen him do it, but like he goes, Oh, I only speak Spanish. And I was like, Oh, it's all good. And then he just, <laughs> then he starts speaking Spanish really fucking fast. Like, like really, really, really fast, dude. Dude, it was crazy. <laughs> really fast. And then I'm just smiling. And then I just went, Awesome. And then we both started laughing so hard. <laughs> dude, it was amazing. Yes. It was awesome, right? Yes. Dude, amazing. So then we have 30 seconds left at this point. Wow. And he's like, no, no, you know, he's like, it's nice to meet you, you know. And then I'm like, uh, so like, you tired from the tour? And he's like, yeah, but you know, it's, I'm grateful. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, what's your favorite city you've performed in? And he's like, ah, you know, New York, Boston. Then he goes, Montreal. And like looked at somebody else in the room. And then like, that was pretty much it. And then we said bye. And at some point I was supposed to take a screenshot myself and I didn't. Oh. But I know, Chris, don't nod your head yet because I've, I've contacted the company and they're sending me one in three to five business days, which seems like a very long time. <laughs> So anyway, I've told everybody who cares this story already. And as the days go on, my credibility is worsening and worsening. Like people just think I'm lying because it's so insane. I FaceTime like what? But it's pretty funny. I wish that I had a recording of it. It went way better and it went great. (laughs) And that is hysterical. I mean, I, I have to wonder why did he think that everyone spoke Spanish? I wonder if there was anybody else on that call who didn't speak Spanish. I would certainly think so. Yeah, man. Like you'd think, you'd think, but I don't actually know. In in I the group, know. in the group Maybe. chat, it was all people with Spanish names. Okay, there was a little group. Corona's chat. a Spanish beer, right? Mexican. I beer? guess it is, right? Is it a Mexican beer? Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if that matters. Like, no, it doesn't. I was just saying that to right. try to be funny, and it wasn't. <laughs> but but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but dude, regardless, <laughs> it was an excellent, uh, an excellent phone call. That's funny. It was fun. I think uh, an important thing that you should have remembered it. You were so self-conscious with him is that everybody before you was certainly self-conscious. Nobody knows how to talk to a superstar like that. You know, we, I, I remember we, one of the most interesting and bizarre things we've done on oops the podcast was the episode we had jesse lingard on oh it was fun he had no idea who we were <laughs> that was a really fun one actually he had no idea who we were we had been set up can we find out what episode that is right yeah similarly through a promotion with pistachios <laughs> not 
a brand. Episode 111. But like the crop. The actual the, food. The crop, the Pistachio. food group, pistachios. That somehow. isn't a fun NFT name. Yeah. The actual nut. They are self-branded. I don't even know how to describe it. So <laughs> they're like hot. It'd be like working with hot dogs, you know? Yeah. Just like not Oscar Wiener or whatever, Meyer, but just hot dogs. So... <laughs> <laughs> here we are i'm here on behalf of hot dogs um but we had we had jesse lingard from manchester united and the england national team on and he didn't know who we were and you you start from absolute scratch with these people totally through a digital connection especially when they're not a comedian and they're like used to doing press they're not used to like funny yeah. questions and i think we were his you know fourth or fifth podcast or press conference that day he's from his own home he's tired all he wants to do is get out get out of there so he can go play call of duty and so i very very quickly my goal was to establish hey we're different Mm. which is something that i think you were worried about like you didn't want to try too hard or come off like you were trying too hard exactly but we started throwing dick jokes at him. Oh yeah, we said we were asking him about his plant-based directions. Mm-hmm. He was busting your balls too. Like mm-hmm. he felt you made him comfortable. Yeah. And uh I think he opened up a little bit so that that makes it a lot smoother and a little more interesting. So Dude, for sure. Yeah. So this is what I this was my thought process. I wasn't going to be like ah, you know what I mean? I wasn't going to be like screaming. I was going to I wanted to be chill. Mm-hmm. But like being chill when you're shook is like maybe semi-obvious as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know like if i were to be like dude i know all the words to all your songs i feel like that would just be like weird even though obviously i do i'm in this fucking for all he knows i've won a competition that i submitted for mm. you know or whatever it is like i had to be like i want to win this you know what i mean <laughs> even i wanted to imagine if i was like but then if i were like dude i didn't even like submit for this like then yeah. he'd be offended yeah you don't want to come off like Yo, just so you know, like, I haven't been looking forward to this. Right. Like, I, exactly. Like, I, because people do that. To, honestly, dude, so people you know. do that to us a little bit sometimes, and I, they miss the mark with it. Yeah. And, like, they'll be, they'll try to show that they, like, know less about me than they actually do. And then, like, once I spend five minutes with them, I start to realize that they underplayed it. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, you could have just told me, dude, I know what this is. I know you listen to me, dude. I tell, I say everything <laughs> that's ever happened to me. It would be weird. Why are you here then if you don't know stuff about me? You know what I mean? Is that a wrong thought? Yeah, no, no, I I, I get it. it it's, uh, I think with comedians especially, there's this instinct to sort of bust balls uh-huh. and say, I want them to see that I'm funny too. Right, right. I'm one of, like, I'm like them. I'm not a, a fanboy. Uh, so here I come. I'm going to insult them out of the gate. <laughs> And then you're just like, whoa, dude, <laughs> why did you say that? You know, it hurt yeah. my feelings. Yeah, seriously. And the equivalent of that for you would have been rapping your own song, I think, in Rap- Spanish. If you had come on right. to Bad Bunny's thing and you'd been like, just so you know, I'm cool, dude. Here we go. You know, uh, yo te daré te daré niña hermosa I don't that's all I know so if I that had composed my own song yeah by the way what I was that just, seems worse to me potentially hey man I've, I've composed a song like there's no way that song's gonna be good 
No. <laughs> but that's the equiv that's the oh, analogous oh, oh, oh. thing oh, to a, someone doing that roasting a got comedian. It, got it. I mean you were saying that that is a bad thing to be doing. Do you know what yes, song what lyrics I gave you by the way? No. They were from a song I learned in 4th grade Spanish. Niña hermosa. Te daré una cosa, una cosa que yo solo sé. Café. Ya tadara. Tadara. And you go through the vowels. Dude, this is almost this is a banger. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember the rest of it though, unfortunately, because that was a good beat, and I would have liked to have used it. <laughs> it's in every single reggaeton song, mm-hmm. um, dude. That was, I was, that was good though. You sang that well. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> there was also un pero grande tengo yo a bingo yo le amo be e and the hey oh. <laughs> Imagine if you sang that at Bad Bunny. Oh my God, dude. I bet he would have dug that. He would have been like, Yo soy una uh, mal bunny. I was on the farm. Like, farm. By the way, what the fuck is Bad Bunny? What kind of name is that for a a rapper? A good one, dude. Why? I don't know. It sounds like a malevolent playboy character. Because then you can go, Bad Bunny, baby, baby. That's that what he does? Fire, yeah. Bye, buddy, baby. Huh? It's really cool. Well, dude. you could do that with with any any animal, really. Dude, do you want to hear something really fucking funny? I forgot to bring this up. Okay, so Hill Dog's in the other room while this is happening. <laughs> yeah. And earlier in the day, I'm like, "Would you like to join the call?" She goes, "No." <laughs> She's like, "Are you serious? No." And apparently, she could hear me from the other room, and she was like really uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And then. <laughs> And dude, she comes out later in the day, and I'm kind of sitting there. And she puts her hand on my shoulder. She goes, "You had a big day. You met your hero today. <laughs> <laughs> you met your hero, dude. It was really funny. It was really funny. And I was sort of running on fumes, dude. We had back to back nights in Boston. <sighs> we drank a lot at the game, and like obviously, at my own Oops Live show, I'm going to drink a dozen Negronis like hello we had a lot of Negronis a lot of Negronis and you know didn't sleep now I'm like wide awake like running on fumes talking to Bad Bunny what is happening that's crazy crazy that was on Friday yeah and then on Saturday you went up to Albany Albany. to open for um for Whitney Whitney Cummings yeah and that looked really sick it was really cool dude that theater's sick the egg theater in Albany Whitney's super cool uh just like a, she's like a bro dude mm. she's just like a cool bro uh always good hang shows were great she the show to, was she great. went to pen yeah she did i don't think she would get duped by <laughs> some slot machine loser um she, yeah dude she uh she's pretty super impressive person really nice had a great time we should get her on the pod yeah she might do it i think she probably would one time i after her special came out i dm'd her and just told her how much i enjoyed it really she, she responded it's really nice. Yeah, it was cool. That's really nice. Oh, I think people that went to Ivy League schools can sense. <laughs> Did you say I went to Harvard? No, that would have been me <laughs> rapping a Spanish song I was to Bad Bunny. <laughs> I thought about it. Like, hey, Whitney, I, just so you know, like, I'm one of you. You know, <laughs> we're one of we the have same. a lot in common. Oh, Ivy that's League. Funny. That's funny, <laughs> dude. That's amazing. Um. Well. 
Francis, the pythons are looking like they just ate a rodent. Oh, yes. They took on more than they could chew, but it's fortunate because they can unhinge their jaw and swallow things that are far greater than their body size. What's the key? Well, it's the magic spoon. Wow. You wouldn't have thought that based on that very reptilian reference we were making. (laughs) But the truth is that when we actually come back to what we're really talking about, which are my arms and my physique... (laughs) The magic spoon breakfast that I give myself every day is how I set myself on the way to being in the peak form of my life. Dude, absolutely. Which I think I really am. I really do think I'm in the best shape of my life right now. Really? Physical shape. Wow. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Good place to be in, dude. It's nice, man. It's nice. And I I owe that to magic spoon. I really do. That's how I start my day. I I get up. I have my magic spoon. I eat. And it's uh, zero grams of sugar. So, you know, no crashes or anything like that. 13 to 14 grams of protein, which I need. Only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. Keto-friendly, gluten-friendly, excuse me, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. And you guys can build your own box. Available flavors are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and maple waffle. My personal favorite. Go to magicspoon.com slash oops, grab a custom bundle of cereal, and be sure to use our promo code oops. At checkout to save five bucks off your order. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash oops. Use the code oops to save five dollars off. All right. Well, speaking of Hill Dog, the dog, <laughs> H Dog, uh, she came in your stead I'm, to I my birthday the, party on Saturday. Uh, it was an apre ski themed party. People very much committed to the theme, which is awesome because parties that are themed where people don't commit are very sad. Dude, Hill Dog said something really funny to me about that. She she sort of re-met someone and she's like, have we met? And he's like, he's like, I think we have. She's like, I don't know, because every time I hang out with you guys, you're all in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no one ever looks the same yeah. twice because the theme is so adhered to. Yeah. Yeah. People commit. Which makes it fun. It just dude. makes it more fun. The, the party's more fun. There's Agreed. more energy. People are, are less uh, guarded. It's a There's fun something day. about putting on an outfit that makes you kind of let your guard down a little bit totally. more. It's like totally. an armor. So um, she showed up and instantly was one of the most important people at the party. Just started helping. Interesting. Uh, you know cooking things i think <laughs> what? i felt bad i mean oh sierra had the idea that we should do a, a fondue mm. which is a good idea but it's a very challenging thing to pull off you know you need f- open flame and constant stirring and all of this and and you know we're all getting banged up and there's a dj and people are swarming in there's a lot of people so uh anyway i i tip my cap to her and and really a huge thanks and she brought as a gift a bottle of Casa Azul. We this from us from us. Was it from both of you? Yes. Was- I had a feeling. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. What a generous gift. It is. That's big the thing. nicest tequila. It's the best tequila. I oh my god! I know that there's probably finer ones out there, but it tastes the best. It has like a little taste, you know. So amazing. What a nice present. <laughs> um, and, and thank you so much. Dude, it's so obviously, generous. Obviously. Um, Happy birthday, dude. And the cool thing about it is it's such a nice looking bottle, too, that we can, we, I have it now prominently displayed on our 
on our small liquor cabinet. Sick. Cool. Yeah. Dude, awesome. I uh, love it. Awesome. Can't wait to tap into that. Yeah, dude. Enjoy. Weirdly, I made the mistake of opening it the next day and just smelling it, which I should not have done. Really? Is yeah. that a bad thing? Well, I was hungover. Oh, it oh instantly sorry. made me nauseous. I didn't want to smell tequila at that time. <laughs> I thought you meant from like, if you open it, it makes it go bad or something. Oh, no. No, I just, I wanted, I was, I thought, oh, I want to see what this is about. This is really nice tequila. <laughs> I don't even, I think I've only ever had it once in my life. I've only ever had a, one sip of it. I've never even had a, a glass per se. Dude, hell yeah. I didn't so, even know that. Enjoy, bro. Super hyped to Enjoy. have that. And thank you guys. Absolutely. And um, the party was very fun. We got a noise complaint from the neighbors. So wait, are these neighbors that you know? No. Okay. They're across the street. Oh, what? nobody in our building, everybody in our building is really cool. Got it. And, you know, that people in our building would come in and, and say hi to the doorman. And, and I know this because the doorman told me this, but they would say things like, wow, it sounds like they're having a lot of fun. And that was the end of it. Oh, nice. Whereas the neighbors walked into the building and told the doorman, you know, it's very loud. We're, uh, we're not happy. And it was four o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. Listen, I don't really know how to feel about it because on the one hand, I don't want to be a major nuisance and this is sort of a family-oriented neighborhood. I think anywhere in New York, if you're having a rooftop party with really loud music, you're going to disturb somebody. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I feel bad that we did that and I did tell the DJ to turn it down and, and then we didn't have any more complaints, but on the other hand, you know, it's not like we, we, this is, we do this once or twice a year. It's not a constant thing. Right. It's a Saturday. We shut everything down yeah, at 7 Like you said, it's during the day, dude. Like, yeah. are there even rules about that? I don't know. I don't know what the sort of noise pollution or affronting rules are, how loud you can be in New York City during the day on a Saturday. You know? I, yeah, I think that even like, so I have a, you know, Danny Palmer, our pal. I know him. Yeah. He, he gets into this problem a lot because mm. he likes music and he'll be playing music on Saturday night and sometimes people will oppose him and he's spoken to his landlord and apparently <laughs> his landlord says that like before at, you know, X, Y, Z o'clock, you're allowed to play music loud. Mm. And then I guess after whatever time you're not anymore. Right. So I wonder how this applies. You got a city ordinance for us <laughs> looks like you're on the ordinance website yeah here comes ryan with the, the local ordinance nothing it's just i was just looking up what the quiet hours are in new york well i was looking up i said new york city noise rules and it just showed 10 p.m to 7 a.m you're That's not you're not given you're supposed to be quiet you're not giving google enough there i think you need to go how loud can I play music in New York City? And if you ask it a question with a question mark, Google treats you more kindly. It says, "Oh, this is a this is a stupid person <laughs> thinks that I'm an actual human, and I'll respond in kind." What do you got? Between it's only between ten and seven a ten p.m. and seven a.m. The volume must be below 42 decibels. Okay, there you go. There well, so as for the day, it's up for debate. Oh, is it say up for debate? Google said I, that? No, I'm saying that. You are saying it. Mm. Mm. Okay. Until further research. Interesting. Mm. So, 
We'll have to figure that one out. But um, a very fun birthday party. Honestly, Julio, it was very stressful this yeah. time around. Um, I don't like... Can I tell you something? Sure. I don't know why this is. I don't really like being celebrated. Mm. I feel ridiculous. I understand that impulse. I think there may be an element where I certainly get enough attention and affirmation in my career that I just feel like to get it in my personal life is over overblow. What's the mm. word? Overkill. Overkill. That's it. Um. <laughs> yeah, that was, you, you don't see that often. No. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> I was thinking overblown and then, and then I couldn't get past that. No, but, uh, I, you know, they're so lovely. Everyone's so nice. And, and, and then Sierra had a, they had a cake and they brought the cake out. I, I feel so embarrassed when there's a cake and everyone stopped partying to sing happy birthday to me. And then I have to blow out the candles and everyone's sort of watching me and filming me with their cameras for some reason. I don't like, I don't like that at all. I I'm desperate for it to end. Yeah. Yeah. Desperate. Yeah, dude, you just got to like lean in. You know, it's an occasion for all your friends to come together, all the people you like in the same place, drinking, having fun. And it's an occasion, music, costumes. How fun is that? It doesn't matter, you know, and just fucking lean into it, dude. You know, next time. Yeah, I, I'm awesome. I, tried, I deserve attention. But but I also think that, you know, when you're hosting at your own home and it's a big party, it's impossible, impossible to step out of the hosting mindset right and just have fun at your own party so you're like stressed about things getting fucked up yeah. making sure everyone's having fun noise complaints yeah the dj needs a phone charger <laughs> 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 we're running low on beer uh you know what we've run out of toilet paper what all these crazy things and i'm like fuck i i i'm i'm drunk i just chugged a corona you know, I I only have a few minutes before that hits me and I need to do these chores before my brain turns off. Like, I, I, oh no, it's a race against time. Yeah. Um, And you kind of all of a sudden cling to your last slivers of sobriety because you have work to do. And it's so unenjoyable. I, I, I mean, again, I had a great time, but... I think it was a learning lesson where I was like, God damn, either if we're having a party like this, we just need to hire people. We need to hire more people to like run the show mm. so that I don't have to mm -hmm. or do it somewhere else. Yeah. You know, you need Sierra's uh, stepdad in the mix. Yes. Holding exactly. down the kitchen like a we legend. We needed her parents. You, you underestimate how much they do, how much friends do, how much Hillary did. Our friends Ben and Kate did so much. Um, and then, you know, then the, there's this whole aftermath of like, our apartment is just in shambles mm -hmm. for days. We live in this wonderful home and it smells like beer. The floors are sticky. There's a thin film of <laughs> shit and hair follicles <laughs> everywhere. You know, the, the bathroom feels, I don't know, tainted and violated. You know, and uh, it, it, there's no order that there's it, it, you're waiting as you slowly try to restore order to your life. And I think a lot of that is 
playing on this and adding to my inability to sleep and I don't feel settled and I'm, I hate parties right now. Mm, dude, I hear you. <laughs> it's tough, you know? Yeah. Well, dude, I'm, I'm curious to hear more about this, uh, this party. Mm. Um, but that's it for today. Mm. And we're going to talk more about that on the next episode, along with other things. Uh, you know where to find us and all of our stuff. Don't miss Francis this weekend at Gotham Comedy Club. Mm, that's exactly right. Big New York City show. Thank you, Julio. Gotcha. Gotham Comedy Club, my homecoming. Uh, can I say that potentially there may be a special guest? It's possible. It's possible we may have a special fun guest doing some time on the show. <laughs> no hints, no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, <laughs> but go to FrancisEllis.com to grab those last tickets. And uh, I hope to see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Cool. Check out my Iraq video. And uh, I have dates on my website too. Um, nothing that's like urgent. Uh, but some of you have been asking about cities. That I am coming to. So uh, check that out, nahulio.com. And uh, we will talk to you on Thursday.